The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. That's right. It's another edition of Breaking Into. I am your host, James Law Jr., and welcome to another edition. I love it. And today... I have a guest for you that my whole family, everybody I know, is excited about, but I'm even more excited. And she is the co-founder and CEO of Miss Jessie's Products. She's also the author, co-author of this wonderful book, Creating a Successful Business from Scratch Naturally. I love that part of the title. And her name, in my honor, Miko Branch. Hey, James. Thanks so much for having me. To give you some applause, too. Some applause. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Glad to be here in L.A. I feel you're wearing the L.A. whale, aren't you? Know, you? I'm in the L.A. spirit. Uh, a little unrecognizable, but uh <laughs> rock my hair straight just to uh, get with the L.A. program. Just for Still me. beautiful. Thank you. Always still beautiful. I it, Seriously, uh, my friends are just like, and my family were like, oh, my God, we're going to watch your show. I've been on, this is like my fifth or sixth episode, and now I'm going to watch the show because you are here. Oh, my God. Not an honor. I just think it's an honor and privilege. Thank you. So, um, now, I want to tell you, I, I actually read parts of your book, mm-hmm. and I have my own business myself. I'm a super organizer. It's my business. I'm a professional organizer. Mm-hmm. And you really do give step by step. We're going to get into it. Right. About how to create a business. Yes. Through your examples. Mm-hmm. And so, writing this book, after you, after you wrote it, mm-hmm. and kind of looked back on it, how did you feel? It felt great to put our story down. You know, James, my sister Titi and I, in around, at around 2012, we decided that it was time for us to share our story and um, try to inspire others to do what we did. There's so many people yeah. who are good at something, mm-hmm. and um, just being able to take that from soup to nuts and make it real, we thought that that was so important. So we did it in book form. And I think it's really important for me as an African-American to see someone else who's an African-American mm-hmm. to put out a book about entrepreneurship. Yes. It's like, why aren't we more of us doing it? And maybe some people just don't know how to get started. Yeah. Well, you know, many of us probably are doing it, but to really package it in a way that makes it a little bit more serious and a little bit more formal, um, I think um, maybe we need to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. Uh, But many of us are are doing hair in our houses. Mm -hmm. Many of us Mm -hmm. are maybe selling our pies. We're doing business. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But to do it in a more uh, kind of official form, I think is really nice also. I think so. Yeah. I think so. It makes us take ourselves a bit more seriously. And mm-hmm. um, to be able to make money at something that you love, yes. that, I mean, that's amazing. It's one of those things I always say, if you if you wake up and are not doing what you love mm-hmm. to get you out of bed, mm-hmm. then what are you doing? It's a crime. You know? I mean, really, it really is, isn't it? It is a crime. It's a great word for it. It's a crime. Yeah. You should be, either this life goes by so fast. It sure does. I'm, I'm getting up there and me just. Too. Girl, me too, girl, yeah. me too. The gray is coming out too. I'm like, ugh. Just so happy to be able to do something that I love because the time goes by um, in a way that makes it feel like I'm doing something that's right. You know, yes. I encourage anyone, you know, if you're going to start your own business, definitely do something that you're good at. Yeah. Or, you know, definitely do something that you love. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
we're going to talk about main parts of this of your story because part of it really is about starting a business with a family member. Oh, yeah. And you have some tips that you gave us. <laughs> I was like, like, that seems true. That's, I mean, just overall, when you look back on that, mm-hmm. are you amazed you guys were able to do this and really come to fruition? Um, there's parts of it that, that are amazing to me, but, you know, going into business with my sister, not amazing. We were always close. We were latchkey mm-hmm. kids. My sister oh, was yeah. always <laughs> my big sister. So going into business with her seemed like the natural next thing to do. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have been Miss Jessie's in the way that we yeah. are without my sister. But, I mean, there are some challenges. Yeah. You know, my sister and I, not only did we run a business together, James, we were roommates. We, oh. You know? <laughs> we, oh, my God. You know, we were... Uh, we co-parented together you wow. know we were best friends we yeah. were business partners um so all of that uh exposure to one another can be a bit much yes and uh, sometimes it gets a little bit rocky but oh my god just so fulfilling yeah. to be able to do it with someone you love you wrote a beautiful you end the book with a letter to her yeah that was really beautiful yeah. and great and i was going to ask you what is, is you just kind of you kind of leading to my question what is one thing that she used to do that bugged the crap out of you that now you can kind of like laugh and kind of go oh Okay, now. Let's see. Because <laughs> now you said you were roommates, you co-parent. I mean, that's a lot of time together. There wasn't much that she did that bugged me, but I, I think in business, uh, Titi, uh, if she could, she had a heart of gold. So sometimes a heart of gold is great in one aspect, but in <laughs> yeah. business sometimes it's a little Ooh. it's a little bit much, particularly after we're doing uh, something like hair, which is manual labor. Oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. My sister loved to be generous, and uh, she thought that we had a lot to give, but at the end it all worked out. Well, yes, yeah. obviously it did. Yeah. That's great. And so what what is one of the things that she that she brought to the table that you admired in your in your business together? James, there were so many things. My sister was a great organizer. So oh, in the like early that. yeah, in the early days I was very much the creative person. I okay. just did hair. Okay. Uh really not interested in any of the administrative part of the mm-hmm. business. Um not really interested in the operations of it. My sister allowed me to really focus on my craft. Mm. So Titi brought a structure to our business that was so beneficial to me as a creative person. I was able to really focus. Um, There were so many things. When we started our own salon, we didn't have the money to hire painters and and flurry finishers, so she did it herself for us, and I pitched in. Uh, Titi was our accountant. She was also our attorney. She answered the phones. There were so many hats that Titi brought to our business. And then there's also a trust factor. You know, doing all, you could be a great partner, but if there's not that trust, you know, it's just a real uncomfortable dynamic between two people. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, Yeah. and you had an inherent trust, plus because you were sisters. That's right. And best friends. But yeah, that's a good thing for business partners. Absolutely. Trust is so very important. You know, you can be excellent at what you do, but if you're, you know, losing sleep at night wondering, you know, was all the money deposited? (laughs) Or, you know, are you making relationships or forming relationships with others that may not be beneficial to the business and the partnership? That could be really stressful on any any partnership, I believe. That's very, very true. Um, So now for you, were you entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, kind of based growing before you just like I was hair I want to do hair did you think you'd be doing a business 
So uh, <laughs> we were raised by a father who was really, really sure and adamant that he wanted us to be free in our minds. Oh, I love that. He wanted us to be in a position of choice. He wanted okay. us to be able to make decisions and uh, live life the way we wanted to. So from a very early age, he couldn't think of a better way to do that other than for us to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. So when we were growing up, he always talked about okay. doing for yourself, being your own boss. Mm. So by the time we were in our 20s, that was already in us and wow. he would just talk about us so bad if we went to work for somebody <laughs> so we at least had to try <laughs> what a great thing for our daughters yes. that's a great that's a great father that's a great thing he was I think our dad was somewhat of a ladies man and oh. he was on the other end of the spectrum so he understood you know um, from a man's point yeah. of view yeah. uh, all the different ways and, and angles that Ooh. you know are out there this could work yeah. for, for women and yeah. uh, he was blessed with two girls so I think he thought that uh, we needed to know some things and he thought being independent was a great way for us to be able to live this life and at least have a head start. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I just think we should, well, we should empower everyone, of course, but especially women. Like, come yeah. on, you can do a business. If you like something you like, let's, let's try it out. Oh, women, we're great. We're yeah. great organizers. Most of us are creative. Uh, we mm-hmm. have, we wear many different hats, mm-hmm. particularly mothers. We're multitaskers. Oh, yeah. So many of us already have these elements in us that are great uh, for starting a business. I believe that if you can put together a Thanksgiving meal, you can you can run a business. I like yeah. I like that. Okay, <laughs> let's make that a sound bite right now. You can put together a Thanksgiving meal because you know those things are stressful. Yeah, you source your material. Yes. You get the great, you know, get get great pricing. You put it together. You present. Well, also the timing of the food. Absolutely. When you cook certain things, people cooking pies two days before. I mean, everything's timed out, right? That's right. That's so much planning. But then you get a finished product. So being able to take that from soup to nuts is all mm-hmm. the elements you need to be able to be an entrepreneur. I like. I like. That's yeah. just. Oh, I love that. It's just just relatable. I love that. Um, what? So you've been out promoting the book, correct? All year. All Our year. book came out in, in April yeah. 2015, yeah. and I've been busy with this book. I want to spread the word, so mm. there's there's nothing at heart that I ever turned down. So, uh, <laughs> well, she came here, got high school, okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> love being here. Yes, no, so I was going to ask you, since now you're out there at the public, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're in the trenches working, we're right. taking care of business, we're doing stuff. Now you're out there meeting the public. What has been some of the, the response you've gotten? That you probably wouldn't have gotten if you were at the office or... There's so many, you know, with this book, there's just so much to talk about. There's so many different angles. I mean, I get just pure love when I'm out there, first of all. But the conversation, it varies. Some women want to talk about being a single parent and how do you get Mm -hmm. your hustle on. Mm -hmm. Other people want to talk about, you know, family business. Other people want to talk about what it's like to go into uh, a partnership with a target. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just so many different ways, you know, to have a discussion. But, you know, this book is really special to me because it just doesn't focus on business. It talks about real people, real challenges, and how you can apply some of those failures to make them your successes. So, I mean, I can go on and on and have any conversation with anyone about this book. So it's been great. So people have just been like, oh my God, I, have, I need some advice on blank. You're like, chapter five. <laughs> you know, like, so it gives you an idea of what's going on, right? Yeah, and our story is a relatable story. There's mm-hmm. so many of us, you know, who grew up with a sister. There's so many of us, you know, particularly the black experience. We all, it's just, it's it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those things, we all have a grandmother. Many of us have mm-hmm. a Miss Jessie that we sat around yes. with. So um, it's, 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 it's good. I used to have hair. I used to have, <laughs> I've had every hairstyle on earth. I know take care you of it. did. I, I love, I love it. I love hair. So yeah, so hair. How did how did hair come into your life as a career? 
I was always good at here, James. I was the go-to girl in Jamaica, okay. Queens. Anyone Yay. who wanted the yeah, anyone who wanted the hair done, box braids, you Ooh, know, okay. the first relaxer, straightening comb, pressing, anything. I loved it. I yeah. did it, and I did it on the block. And it was just something that just came easy to me. Okay. I was always into fashion and beauty. My mother was an artist. My mother was beautiful too. Wow. And uh, I just I loved everything that was beautiful. I, I had tea, you know. I did tea, tea. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, tea uh, readings? No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, drinking tea. Yes. I did all the girly stuff. Oh, okay. Total okay. girly girl. Okay. So here just kind of fell into line. Okay. So by the time, you know, by the time I, you know, needed to choose a career, hair was just something I was good at. And I'd already experienced doing things that I did not like. Okay, you did. Okay, good. So as an early adult, I was really paying attention to what I did not want to do. So Very when smart. it came time to choose something, I said, I'm going to choose something that I love. Yeah, because it took me a little longer. But yeah, I've done things where I started paying attention. Like, what do I, I don't like doing that. I, you know, I was a nurse at food service. But all these different things. You're like, oh, now I'm doing what I like to do. But luckily you found out early. You know, when you run your own business, the hard times, it comes. There's, it's hard to avoid that. So better you do something that you love or better you do something mm. you're good at because that'll take you through it. That's, that's like so true. These words of wisdom. <laughs> so, but it's, no, it's so true because even when it's a lean time or hard time, it, the, at the very base level, you're still enjoying yourself. It doesn't even feel like work. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start with these. So the first kind of things you talk about is like basically coming together to create a business. Mm-hmm. What are a couple of things people should think about? When they, they have an idea, okay, so suddenly, I think I want to sell pies, mm-hmm. just for example. What are some of the couple of things you think people should really think about first? I think you should keep it simple. I think, you know, tools like the internet, it's just such a wonderful tool. You have access to it. Research it as much as you can. Talk to as many people as you can. But you know what, James? You really have to just do it. As an entrepreneur, I think business school is wonderful. I mean, if you can afford it, go. Um, but there's so many good lessons in actually doing it. So at the end of the day, after you do your research and you talk to everyone you need to talk to, you got to just do it. I recommend it for anyone, and you'll find out you'll find you'll find a lot out about yourself. That's true. I mean, just just go out and do it, and pay attention, obviously, while you're doing it. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. And pay attention to what's going on, and go, oh, that worked, that didn't work. Oh, that's interesting, right? And stay open, I guess, right? Stay open to the universe, and forgive yourself if you make mm. mistakes. You have Ooh, to forgive okay. yourself. You can't be hard on yourself while you're going through that process, and you you have to look at it like it's school. That mm. is your school, and I, I think that it's a more valuable way to experience being entre- an entrepreneur by actually just doing it. Now, what is one thing you think is a common mistake that new entrepreneurs make, and how did you avoid that, or did you avoid it? I think fear is mm. such a, a, a big roadblock for many of us. I think fear, whether it's our own fear or allowing others to put fear into our hearts as we're trying to venture off and do something that we may like, something that we may love, I think fear is something that could really prevent anyone from moving That's forward. True. That's true. As, 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 so your advice to people who may say, you shouldn't make those pies. Everybody makes pies. That's crazy. You're like, what, are you, what are you doing? You should need to like kind of stave them off then just go stay on your path, right? Oh, you got to keep the negativity away mm-hmm. from you because it's so, it, it'll, it'll really set you back. And uh, if you make the pies and they're not good pies, guess what? I bet you'll make some good pies next right, time. Right, right, exactly. Right. 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 Well, again, if you're paying attention and seeing what didn't work in the pies, I guess it works. Absolutely. Now for you, you joined, I mean, on the, on the same theme of this, you guys, you guys decided hair mm-hmm. and hair care products. Mm-hmm. It's a huge industry. So how, da- was it daunting? Was it just 
We'll we'll have our own. We'll make our own niche, and we'll be fine. How was it for you in the beginning? Well, my sister and I were doing here in our house. We were doing here in Bedford Stuyvesant. We were actually doing here illegally, and (laughs) uh, we'd made some bad decisions. So we actually had to refuge to our house in order to pay the mortgage. Yeah, so we weren't operating uh, with the notion that we were going to change an industry, revolutionize, you know, uh, the beauty industry. We were really just trying to pay our bills. We were really trying to feed my son. My son's dad wasn't around, so it was really important that we make ends meet. But what what was also important to us that we offered good service and we made good on what we said we could do. So with that in mind, we stayed focused on what we were doing, and then it just, you know, everything just fell into place. Um, you know, after we decided that we were going to specialize in curly, kinky, and wavy hair, uh, we needed product to support that. And at the time, in the early 2000s, there were no Miss Jessies. There yeah. were no Targets who shelved Miss Jessies and other like yeah. products. Right. So we took That's it back true. to what we knew, and uh, that was our grandmother. When she didn't have what she wanted in the supermarket, she would whip it up from scratch. Wow. And that's exactly what we did uh, when we found out that there's nothing that's going to support us the way we wanted to. So what we did was we mixed a little bit of this with a little bit of that. If this product was too oily or if this product was mm. too hard, we just put common sense to it and came up with something uh. that, that really supported us. But, you know... It was Titi who stayed up later than oh, me, really? and it was Titi who cracked that curly pudding wow. nut, which was our first product. Yeah, your first product. Yeah, yeah. We, I know it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't blessed with curly hair. I, I did have curly, and I shaved my head one day, and when I grew my hair, was straight. Well, don't say that. You might have curly you hair. You think it may come that, back? Yeah, and that was one of the, the biggest uh, discoveries that Titi and I had, is that many people with an African descent mm-hmm. had curly hair. Many of us... Um, Probably viewed our hair as being kinky, which mm-hmm. it is in some areas. Yeah, some areas right? But what a kink really is is a tightly coiled curl. Okay. And we thought that this discovery needs to be shared. Luckily, we came out during the time that the internet was really yes, starting. Did. Yes, you did. Yeah, so yeah. so great. The internet was really starting to boom, and uh, we were able to spread that word. And that was a real important message for the woman of color because maybe intentionally or unintentionally, we might have been told that we had bad hair and not good. So not only were we doing, you know, hair styling and coming up with product, we were also assisting women in their esteem, and that was just so important. Which I love. No, yeah. my, no, seriously, my cousin Bobby was like, yes, tell her, thank you from your curly hair cousin. Oh, because it's, it's like, cause you're right, because, I mean, it's, hey, this is such an important thing for our community, and even for people who have curly hair who are not in our community, who just like, I can't find the right product to tame my hair or make my hair look healthy. Right. And it's like, it's a very important thing out there. Yeah, and embracing what God gave you naturally mm-hmm. um, is really a wonderful thing to be able to rock your hair how God gave it to you naturally yeah. is just so important. And you know, now, James, curly hair, kinky hair, wavy hair, it's a preferred look. People are not doing it just oh. because, you know, they want to make a statement. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because, you know, some guys, they like it a lot. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And, um, you know, also an important message for our kids when they see mommy, when they yes. see daddy, just being able to look, you know, as beautiful as you can with what God gave you. That's so important as we're messaging to our kids. Yeah. Let's stop with the whole, well, it's kind of die down a bit. Just go straighten your hair. You gotta relax your hair. Mm-hmm. You gotta do, oh, my God. I mean, it's just too much work if you have curly. I'm like, no, I love seeing beautiful curly hair. 
So yeah, I mean, you can straighten your hair. Yeah. It's something I, you know, hairstyling and, and beautification. I mean, you can express it in so many right. different ways. But to be able to go back yes, when you want to, you know, you want to go back to natural, yeah. just being able to love that just as much as you love everything mm-hmm. else, I think that's a beautiful thing. You bring up a good thing about self about self esteem, and it's so a lot of it is, especially like me, is tied to our hair. Yeah, so you know, and you know, we 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 we've had a lot of images that really influenced us, and I'm, I'm sure you know, growing up, mm-hmm. we didn't see many people wearing curly hair. Nope. So just to be able to thumb through a magazine and see something that looks like you, that's presented in a way that's beautiful, is really great for us. I always say that you know, beauty, entertainment, you know, all these fields that people may think it's frivolous or just like, I think it's just as important as law and politics and health, and I mean, it's it's all it's all part of our society and culture. Yes. And when we have people who feel good about the way they look and where their hair looks, mm-hmm. I think we have better society. Absolutely, think, happy people. I think I think so. I think I think so. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, so so you guys decided you're going you're going to branch out and do you have hair? You have the hair product starting to happen. How were those early days? You look back and just kind of like just like wow, there was a magical time, or was it just really tough? I mean, how was it for you? It was all that. It was tough. It was magical. We were together. It was my sister and I against the world. Um, making that first bit of money, paying our house off, being able to buy my son any toy he wanted yeah. in the store, that grind and that hustle um, to success and to financial independence. Yeah. It was very fulfilling but rough. You know, as I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned, we didn't have any angel investors. We didn't have any loans. Wow. So we did it from scratch. So to be able to start from a failed business, you know, to something as successful as Miss Jessie's uh, was really, really wonderful. How was it? Because this is all for all the single mothers out there who may have a business idea. How was it for you making that balance grazing your son? So what I did is I, I, I focused everything around my son. It was really important for me to be in his life. I knew his dad wasn't going to be there, so my business was in my house. If you okay. wanted to get your hair done by me, you had to come to the hood. Okay. That's where I was. That's okay. where my baby was. Okay. He was on the fourth <laughs> floor. I did hair on the second floor. So um, I just really, I, everything was centered around him, and it worked out. Um, my son knows me very well. I was able to operate a business, but also be in his life because that was that was the important thing. Of course, because kids just want want to feel like they're heard, loved, wanted. That's all they really want, right? At those ages, when they're young. Oh, absolutely! That and that attention that you mm-hmm. give your child is so important. That mm-hmm. love, um, all of that that makes mm-hmm. that makes for a decent and, and a very wonderful citizen. So, so I hope my son has that for me. I'm sure he does. <laughs> As I'm meeting you, I'm sure he does. Um, Thank you. So the thing is, so you did make it work. So single mothers or single fathers or whoever out there, you did find a way. You just have to find your own way, basically, to mm-hmm. make it work. I did, and I chose something that I was good at, and I chose something that came easy to me. So as I was grinding it out, it didn't seem like work. And then okay. as I prioritized and just made things make sense for me, I wanted to be with my son, and I wanted uh-huh. to pay my rent, and I wanted to do something that mm-hmm. I love. So what did I do? I housed it all in one building. And then I was able to work with my sister and do it. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great that's a great lesson just like you find your way like you find what works for you that it, like you said keep it simple like you said earlier just keep it simple kind of find a way to kind of work it out and don't make it hard on yourself some yeah. of us feel like we have to do things the hard way in order to reach success and I don't agree with that uh, just really finding ways that make sense and, and just ways that you can get to where you want to go quicker and what you know a great way to do that is choose something you love how do you um Distinguish from people as you move along the way and you're doing it. People want to give you advice, mm-hmm. whether there's somebody or close to you or not. 
how do you navigate through that? And did you? And, and, and on top of that, a second question would be, what was the best advice you got early on? So, uh, people giving me advice or people asking me for people giving it like people would say, "Oh, well, you should do it this way," or you should, you know, that kind of stuff when you first start. So, there's always wisdom, and I'm sure that there's something helpful in in, in advice and 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 um, wisdom that people want to share. I'm very discerning, so I'm always listening, <laughs> and the stuff that makes sense yeah. to me, I apply, and the stuff that doesn't, I don't do it. <laughs> Okay, that's right. I understand that. I understand that one. That's right. Because you never know. Something may come through that is really like, oh, okay. You, you said a few things to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that works. Yeah, and, and and applying it as you're going through mm. it makes a whole bunch of sense, too. If yeah. there's, someone is talking Chinese yes. or another language that's really not applicable to what you're doing, you're able to just really kind of set that aside and table that mm. and maybe get back to it later. But really staying focused um, is key when you're taking advice from someone. And what and what is one piece of advice you've gotten that you was like, this really does serve me well? Be fair. Mm. And be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I like that. Be fair. Be okay. fair and be honest. Whether you're in business, whether you're in relationships, uh, that karma, you can't get away from Ooh, it. Ooh, sure can't. Yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah. get away from that karma. So, you know, while you're on the come up and while you're building your business, mm. be very, very mindful of how you treat people. Those same people that you treated well are going to be the same people that will help you if you fall. It'll be the same people who will support you for the long run as you're building your business. So that's really important. Treat people the way you want to be treated. I I completely agree with that. It is one of those things. I just be. I always say people should be nice. Why not? It don't cost anything to be nice. It doesn't cost a dime. But it costs a lot when you're not nice. Oh my God! People remember you. Mm Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Um. So. Leading into that, so you're in you're in business. When was the first time you realized we got a good product here and we're like and we're making headway? Do you have a moment you remember? There's so many moments, James. I mean, the the moment my sister she woke me up three o'clock in the morning <laughs> to say, "Miko, I got it," because we'd been playing and yeah. mixing. But <laughs> it was that moment when my sister woke me up and she showed me curly pudding. And because we'd sat there with our grandmother mm. and saw her cake batter yeah, yeah. and saw the consistency, I was able to look at it and say, "Oh my God." Wow. We got it. That was one moment. Another moment was we couldn't make the product fast enough because oh, we wow. used to actually make the product. Oh, we wow. had six KitchenAid mixers, <laughs> and we set it up in an assembly line, wow. and we would mix it. And then when we outgrew that, we got these Hobart mixers. Those are the pizza, oh, pizza yes. dough mixers. Yes, I heard of those. And yes. then we couldn't do that anymore because our backs were hurting. We couldn't make the product fast enough to uh, fulfill the orders. And uh, well, we knew, oh, my God, our product wow. is fire. Oh my god! Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that you made it. Wow, you made yourself. And then another moment, of course, was when Target called us. We yeah. knew we had it. Yeah. You're right, because you know, it's those mainstream stores, especially like Target, which is everywhere. It's like, where do I find products for me? Yeah, and you know, one other one other moment, which is really really important, is when we were able to make good on everything that we wanted to do in the salon. We were able to make good on our promise to our customers. Being able to turn a kink to curl and confidently Mm -hmm. offer that service, uh, we knew that we had something. Right, that's that's a good point, actually. Where you can actually say, okay, this product, this is our product, and it really does work. It works. Like, it really works. Not just, it might work. Or kind of works. This this works for sure. Wow, that would be a really, really, I see. It'd be a really proud moment, wouldn't it? Just kind of like, wow. Yeah. I can say, here you go. Try this. Yeah, we were so proud when we 
Would you like to try our curly pudding? Yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, in, in the early days, we do a consultation, and there were so many women who would see our before and after pictures okay. online, but they would come to our salon non-believers. They thought oh, yeah. we were doing weeds, Photoshop, or, Photoshop yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, every 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 <laughs> uh, session that ended up with quality work and you know just that transformation, it never got old for us. And and t- still to this day, I still work in the salon. Okay. And being able to really bring out everything that a woman might want or maybe not even know that she wants in her hair is just, it's priceless. Now you are your co-founder and you are CEO, correct, mm-hmm. currently? So what does that mean to you on a daily basis? I mean, because you're, I mean, you have this huge company and like you say, you're still doing hair and stuff. How does that, what does that, how does that manifest for you every day? Well, you know, I'm a mother mm-hmm. and I'm an older Miko now. So I understand that I have to make decisions. And what CEO means to me is I'm a decision maker. At the end of the day, the buck stops with someone. And it means Jesse's. It has to stop with either myself or my sister. And it means that I have to be accountable and responsible for my decisions. And I stay focused on that because those decisions could have consequences that are either negative or positive. Uh, So um, that's quite a job. And no, it is. Yeah. I'm sure. So it's like it's every day. Like I am Miss CEO. Just kidding. You don't do that. I'm sure yeah. you don't. Do that. You know, you know, I know you don't do that. Um, no time. You're, you're, you're busy doing I'm it. So busy doing it. You're busy doing it. And funny enough, James, I'm still running our company. We don't have a partner. We don't have a management. A whole big manager. We have still have a very small company. And wow. at the end of the day, we sit down together. Um, but those decisions that are made are, are really. It keeps me down to earth. Let's, Which is yeah, very good. I'm not not too uh, too big to pick up a broom and, and, okay. and sweep up the office if it okay. needs it. Yeah, I like that. It's like you're, you're still in the trenches. Absolutely, like that, that makes a great leader. I believe. Um, now, with with your sister and you working together, because this is a part of your book you talk about. Yeah. What is? Like, so you have to read the book to see all the tips she gives. But what is one tip that you suggest to people keep in mind when they're working with a family member? You got to communicate. Okay. You got to communicate because those awkward moments will happen. What uh, being an entrepreneur, what it does is it also highlights what you're good at and what you're not good at. And sometimes we don't always know what we're good at and what yeah. we're not good at. So communicating between the two partners is so important. Sometimes roles change. Ooh, sometimes, okay. yeah, sometimes okay. a hat that you might have worn before, mm-hmm. I have to wear it because maybe the last time you didn't do it so well. Interesting. But okay. The mortgage and you know everything mm-hmm. is still due. Um, so someone has to take the lead, and it's not always one person. That's a good one. So communicate and keep that line open because you'll you'll need it. Now, when you come to a difficult time, because I mean, because we're talking, this is also family, yes, and business. Um, how did you guys kind of? What are some of the, the tricks I would say, or that you did to kind of navigate through that, so it didn't come to like, and I'm done, you know, see you later kind of thing. We loved each other. There you go. Okay. I, I love my sister to death. So remember the love. Yeah, my sister loved me dearly. So whether we were fighting over what cur- uh, cur- uh, cur- uh, color curly pudding was, or whether we were fighting over, <laughs> you know, you guys really have that fights over yeah, that color. All yeah, funny. Yeah, it could be anything. Or who's going to sweep the salon floor today? Yeah. Me or you? Uh, we loved each other. We had each yeah. other's back, and at the end of the day, we had a common goal, and we were there together. Wow, that's a good. That's a good point. I guess communication. 
and remembering the love, or remember, or if you're friends, again, remembering the love. If you're put your heart into it, yeah. it's not all business. Business is not all business. When you're dealing with human beings, you have to really be respectful to your partner. Your partner has to respect you during the good decisions and the bad decisions. You really have to keep that love going. So, do you feel you're a customer service based business? Abs- absolutely. We built our business on customer service. We treat our customers like they are gold. Our customers are so important to us. So when they come through the door, it's all about them. We didn't have a large operation, so it's very focused on the individual. And we tried to give our customers as much attention and care as we could. I believe I believe in uh, you know, with, with my fans, people that work with me, that we are a village. Yes. Because we, we come from that. That's our heritage. Yes. We come from that. And I always feel like... I don't know about you, but like, where is the village mentality these days? I mean, few of us have it. Like, and I, like, I want to bring it back where we all work together. Well, we do have it, and it's part of us, and each one will teach one, so we lead by example. So when we go to a village or a community where we see, you know, good relations between one another, we talk to each other. We talk about one another, and just in the same way we talk your business bad, we can mm-hmm. also talk your business good and say, hey, I had a really good experience. These mm-hmm. two girls, they cared for my hair. They really... You know, respected my time. I wasn't there all day. Um, all those things that that spreads word. You know, just as quick mm-hmm. as negative. Uh, That's true. So, have you have you guys really embraced the interwebs? Since because now it's kind of you know, do you tweet a lot. Do you I mean, do you kind of or is it kind of low key? Uh, we're you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're a product company. Mm-hmm. We're a lightweight social mm-hmm. media uh, uh, based, and but you know what, we're getting a little bit better at it yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the future. We understand that we can't really exist out here without you know speaking to our clients and customers mm-hmm. because they're online. You know, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we try our very best to get with that program. Have you ever done any seminars or workshops and things over the years? So uh, we've done seminars on hand. Okay. And, you know, mm-hmm. little small workshops. But honestly, when you're running your own business, to set time you yeah. know, aside to walk away from your business to do a seminar, it's been challenging for TG yeah. and I. Yeah, I, you'd be great. I'd just be great. I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, I'll go to any seminars, <laughs> listen to you talk, and give advice. I, would, I totally would. Um, it's, it's great. So I always believe in um, sharing knowledge. It's one of, the, one of my mottos on this show and into my life, period. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a piece of advice that you would share for others um, in terms of being a successful, even African-American entrepreneur? I think that it's so important for you to keep it 100 with yourself first. And if you can be honest with yourself, you can move in any different direction, whether it be in business, whether it be in your personal relationships, you really have to keep it 100 with yourself. And I recommend that to anyone, you know, without the sophistication of business school and all of those other things, I think that there's a practical approach to business and being an entrepreneur that's really important and it starts with you since you are boss you are CEO and you have to be honest with yourself when you made a great decision and you have to be honest with yourself when you didn't do so well how did you learn to be a boss were there role models for you um, was it all by learning based just as you were going along yeah so I sat around our grandmother 
and she was a boss. Okay, go on, girl. She was a CEO. <laughs> she would tell you, pick up that pan, pass me that broom. And we saw her delegate. She was a great delegator. And without, you know, any titles, I got a chance to see a woman who got results from people. And I use those, you know, that same approach when I'm dealing with people, um, whether it be my employees or whether it's my son or just, you know, I'm able to get things done in a way that um, is comfortable for me. And she, she believed that you treat people how you want to be treated. So I got, I had a wonderful role model in her. But also, I'm a little bossy. <laughs> you know? You keep it at 100, you said. I'm, I'm, a, little, it 100. I'm right. a little bossy, so I, it, it comes naturally. And all my friends joke with me and say, you know what, thank God you're your own boss. And it was very, very, you know, it was very clear to me that I don't like people telling me what to do. So there's a place for people right. like me. All right. Do right. your own thing. Right. And, um, and that's what I do. I love that. Like, <laughs> she's keeping it 100, folks. You, just, you said keep it 100. Because that's actually a, a tough thing for a lot of people to actually be honest with themselves. You think it would be an easy thing to do, be honest with yourself. Yeah. But a lot of times you're afraid to, I guess, figure out what's really going on. Yeah. So as a younger Mika, I was really afraid of the word no. Mm. No represented rejection. It mm. represented something negative. But now, you know, no is a wonderful thing because no uh, lets me know that I shouldn't spend any more time in this area mm, because there's no yes. opportunity there. Yes. So I find that I try to get faster to a yes or no on the front end so I don't really have to exert any more energy and I can go on to the next thing. I like that. Yeah. I actually learned that. I, I learned last year that no is a good word. It's a great word. It can, it can be a really great word. It's okay. It's great. Yeah. Better well, than okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. We changed my language. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did learn that last year through some stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you have, so what is Miss Jessie's vision, overall vision? So, you know, our vision is, is, is the same. It's consistent with what we originally set out to do, which okay. was create wonderful product. But really the over, the overall intention is to be helpful. Okay. To be helpful, offer solutions. We try to use our business um, to just set an example. I'm, my son is watching mm-hmm. me. We have many young women who are watching yeah. us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My sister is watching me. I'm watching yeah. her. And to really uh, be helpful and to run a business in a way that's decent mm-hmm. and to be able to do what we love, but at the same time, you know, do it with, with confidence yeah. and just move through. Is it hard or easy to, to maintain your vision as you've grown? Yes. So, you know, there's something called growth. And yes. many of us look at growth as a positive thing, which it is. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, as you grow, things change. Yeah. You know, so um, sometimes that change is a little awkward and it's a little painful. And um, I've managed to embrace it, but it hasn't always been easy. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's something that... Um, this month is my anniversary, seven years in business. All right, congratulations. And that's something that I'm trying to make sure I continue to keep my vision mm-hmm. of helping people uniquely. That's one of my visions. And it's like, but as you grow, you're right, things start to change. You get different kinds of offers, and I don't want to stray from that vision. Yeah, so as you grow and back on growth, I mean, as you grow, you got to hire more people, mm-hmm. right? you got to manage more personalities, mm-hmm. and um, it's just something to think about. Yeah. Now, yeah. how do you, the government, I'm going to sit you right next to me. <laughs> how has it been hiring people as, as you've grown? What do you, what are some of the things you look for to support that vision? I really pay attention to the human being and to the person. I don't care what you can do. 
Okay. Your skill set. I mean, all of those things can be learned, and there's That's many professionals. You know, there's many professionals out here. But at the end of the day, success in 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 our business is us being able to deal with a human being who shares similar values. So, someone who really uh, values um, being honest, being fair, being kind. And um, those those qualities are so important. So, when I'm interviewing you, I'm really looking for you, the person, and I'm really paying close attention to your heart. Because there might be some, sometimes when, you know, we might hit a speed bump and it's going to require you to really kick in um, that heart. And it's less about how good of an accountant or a bookkeeper you are. It's really about how you get along with other people. I like that because you're right because people can be trained. Yep. Can be, you know, I don't want to say molded, it's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? They can, they can be worked into where you want them in a certain position, I guess. Yeah, you can send them to a training course. Right. But you have gold when you have a great human being on your team. That's that's, that's great advice. I'm going to keep that in mind, actually. That's great advice. Because people always want to say there's no heart in business. And you said, like you said earlier, there can be. It's fine. Yeah, I don't agree with that. You can't get around a human being to do many businesses. There's some that you can, but you still have to deal with the human being to do business, and it counts. You know, we talked about being nice earlier. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is so... I know. It's so necessary. It, 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 totally, I mean, it totally is. I'm like, I don't understand people just being mean because they can, yeah. or being rude because they think it's something that's how you should be, or you rule with fear. You're a boss that rules with fear. I, I hated that advice. Yeah, I oh. hate that too. I know. I like. I like to catch more flies with whatever they catch them with. Honey. Is it honey? I think it's honey. It's, it's, honey. Like, it's something like that. Honey, sugar, whatever. Be it is. sweet. Yeah, be sweet. Be I think sweet. it just. Like I said it just really doesn't cost that much to do that. No, and there's so much to gain, and there's so much to get when you're when you're nice. Really, yeah. you'd be surprised. So you're from New York. Born and raised. Born and raised. That's <laughs> right. We love New York. I love New York. <laughs> my family, my mother too. Um, and so you come from a biracial family. Mm-hmm. So your father was? My father's African-American. My mother's Japanese-American. But honestly, we grew up with an African-American experience. My dad uh, had such a strong influence on us. Sounds like it. Yeah, we spent... In a good way. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, My mother, uh, Japanese-American, really took to the Buddhist culture at a very early age. So that was a little foreign and distant for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes... Very good. And how has, so, so you're more African American identifying, you would say? Possibly? I think we've had that experience. Okay. You okay. know, we've had that experience, but I certainly appreciate my, my Japanese oh, side. Of course, of course, yeah. But our experience, you know, whether it be through music, whether it be through the neighborhoods we grew up in, whether it be through our relationships, uh, you know, we, we understand and we get it. How has it informed your life just in terms of, of your business, especially in the hair business? Oh, in so many ways. You know, our culture and how we were raised um, is so... It's so apparent in our product. If you pick up any jar, any Miss Jessie's jar, any curly pudding jar, you could hear our voice. You could hear our experience. You know, you could hear our talk. Uh, and we're talking to uh, many people who might have had the same experience. But, you know, outside of culture, you know, hair is a universal language, too. So it just, it, it, it gets so much bigger than just, you know, where you grew up. Mm-hmm. So that's the wonderful thing about us working in the hair industry, but um, we, you know, although we didn't have 
role models, mentors. Mentors. And yeah, mentors, because mm-hmm. we did have role models. Yeah. Although we didn't have uh, mentors uh, in the formal sense, we were highly influenced by our, our, our surroundings. We were highly influenced by New York. Mm. You know, we grew up in Queens and we saw a lot of entrepreneurs just running uh-huh. around. Wow. It wasn't uncommon for us to see, like, we came up in the rap era. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's right, exactly. We were on the and school bus. Yeah, we were on the school bus when, you know, Rapper's Delight first came wow. out. So to really be able to see someone take an art form and really make, you know, a ton of money, um, that was just something we were exposed to as, as little babies, you know, as mm-hmm. young girls. So when it was our turn, you know, we weren't that scared because we'd seen so many people do it. And Queens yeah. was a hotbed of, you know, for talent. Yeah, so yeah. much came out of Queens. And God, back then, just in New York in general, there was art happening Yes. Rap was happening. Art was happening. It was actually, inter- punk was happening. Everything was intersecting at that time. Mm-hmm. I used to love Disney back then. I loved it. Yeah. It was just, it was just, New York is such a cosmopolitan city. It is. You know, our dad thought it was really important that we, uh, that he raised us in New York. I, you know, he was raised in Poughkeepsie, New York, but okay. he wanted to bring his family downstate because he thought that that exposure was going to be really key in our development. And he was right. So when you look back, you're like, yes, he was actually absolutely correct in our upbringing. Yeah, there's education in the formal sense, but then there's also exposure, and that exposure that we had was priceless. Mm, I'm sure. I just just love New York. It's my my magic city. Yeah, New York is real special. That's right. It's very good. And you came out out of there. Yes. Now, I mean, I could talk to you for just like 100 years, because you have so much a wealth of knowledge, and you're so sweet and everything, and thank you so much. For coming on my show, because I really, this show is about showing people other things mm-hmm. out there from our people mm-hmm. that it's possible. And you basically are showing us that it's possible. You know, I'm, thank you. I'm so mm-hmm. impressed by your set. I'm so impressed that you're doing what you love. You're so good at it. And as I'm talking to you, I could feel your joy. I could feel your happiness. And just, you know, you being able to uh, make your dreams come true is just really impressive to me. And I'm just so proud to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love this blue set. You're making me look so good. (laughs) It's a great color for us. You know, we we try. Yeah. For our skin, I know it looks good, doesn't it? It looks great. Uh, But I think it's important for people out there, like I said, to see, to see us. Yeah. You and I up here talking about this because that may inspire someone to go, oh, I was thinking about that, but I didn't, I mean, that's so important. Particularly in this day, the visual is so important. So to be able to see two entrepreneurs kick it in the way that we are, um, it's just a natural conversation we're having. And there's so many people, other people who could have this same conversation go on and on and on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Now, I always ask my guests the same two questions. Okay. And so now it's your turn. So get ready. Drink drink that water. Get ready. Okay. Mm. So ready too. Number one. Okay. I believe language is very important. I believe that language can stop us in our tracks, mm-hmm. but also propel us forward. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, what is one, ver- one word we should take out of our vocabularies? I can't. I like that. So I said there's two words. That's, that's that fine. Count? That counts. That's I fine. Can't. I had a phrase once. Somebody gave me a phrase once. That's fine. But I can't. It's very important. And so why do you, and why do you say that? Because it's negative and you're stopping yourself before you even start, before you even try. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. Don't say it. And what word do you think we should add back into our vocabulary or add to our vocabulary? I can. There you go. 
That's so true. They're just saying those can and can't. Those are those are very. I mean, can is a very polarizing word, and can't. I mean, both are, both these words are very divisive sometimes, aren't they? Very powerful words. They are. Yeah. Well, I like your answers. Those are good answers. Thanks. So now um, your products are everywhere at this point, right? I mean, besides Target, I mean they're out. I mean, I think I've seen them in all kinds of beauty shops and. Stores, right? Yeah, you know the good news is there's actually more distribution to get, but you know coming from our kitchen table, it seems like it's everywhere. (laughs) You know, seeing a product in Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Sally's, beauty supply stores, online stores is incredible. Mm -hmm. But uh, we feel like we we put out some good product. I would ask you, do you have a favorite a favorite product of yours? So the answer is yes, but okay. it's seasonal. So oh, okay. all depending okay. on, on, on the weather, all depending on how I'm Ooh, feeling. There's so many different yes. variables, but um, right now I'm really loving the, um, I love Super Sweetback. It's a deep treatment. It smells so yummy. Ooh. It's so moisturizing. I always love curly pudding because that's my favorite. Yeah, it's our first. One. Yeah, I know that I love Jelly Soft Curls. It's a soft gel. Yeah, it's a gel, but it's a soft gel. And then, you know, there's we have this ground-breaking product called Pillow Soft Curls. It marries fabric care technology with hair care. So, you know, all of that... All of that fabric softener, uh, yeah. all of those fabric softener qualities, we, we've brought that to our, our product. Wow. And when you have curly hair and you want to rock it and you yeah. want it to be pillow soft, uh, you can get that in a bottle of a, a tube of pillow soft curls. So I'm really proud okay. of that. Okay. And everything I'm proud of, I'm most of proud of it because, you know, my sister and I were able to develop these products together. Wow. That's a good pillow soft curls. Okay. Look at that. Look at that, yeah. folks. Um, so the book is also everywhere too. I saw it at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. You can also get online. Do you have a website too, MissJessies.com, I believe? Yep, www.missjessies.com. Mm-hmm. If you get it from us, particularly uh, now, okay. we have a buy one get one fifty off. You know, Ooh. you can certainly get a book while you're at it and uh, support our business. We still consider ourselves to be a small business, so you know, get it from us. Support them. Support them. Support them. <laughs> Support her, support them, support yourselves. It's all part of the, we're all part of the village. Yes, we are. Yes, Yes, we we are. are. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you. It was so much a pleasure and honor. And you folks out there, as you know, I like to pay it forward and share knowledge and, and lift each other up. And I think today we did that. We did all three. Yes, we did. We did. I'd like to give a shout out. Please do. And talk to that camera over there. I want to give a shout out to my sister, Titi Branch. She was such a wonderful woman. She was my big sister. She was my everything. Uh, we're approaching her one year mark uh, yeah. for her passing. And um, I, I'm, she's in my heart right now. And um, I just love her. And I just want to give a shout out to you, Titi. I love you. I feel her. She's here. I feel her too. No, I, I seriously, I feel her. I feel her too. Mm-hmm. She protects me so much yeah. and uh, she, she tries to make things as smooth as possible. Yeah. She's here. Yeah, I know. She kind of tapped me a second ago. She was like, okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah. She like, and, sh- and she likes you. She would have, she would have loved you. Aww. Yeah. Hi, Titi. Hey, Titi. And so, um, that concludes this episode, which I don't want it to end, but it does. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for the folks who are in the chat room. We're looking. Thank you so much for watching us live. I am back next week again with another client. Client. What's that client? We're talking about business. Mm-hmm. Another person on my show, which mm-hmm. is Jerry Katzman. He is a magician, comedy teacher, and he's great. You'll love him. Thank you for joining us, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, James. Thank you. Oh, you are amazing. Oh, my goodness. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Keep the views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.